This is Hallway Chats, where we talk with some of the unique people in and around WordPress. Together, we meet and chat with folks you may not know about in our community. With our guests, we'll explore stories of living and of making a living with WordPress. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 16. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Tara Clays. And I'm Liam Dempsey. Today, we're joined by Allison Knott. Growing up as an extroverted nerd has paid off. Allison is a community leader and artist with a passion for WordPress. Her mission is to delight and engage people through raising the bar on web literacy. She is controlled by two tiny parrots. Hi, Allison. Good morning. Hello, Allison. Welcome. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself besides that really creative and awesome introduction that Liam just gave? (laughs) Sure. No problem. The birds let me out of my cage today so I could come and chat with you guys. Uh, I am a proud Canadian hailing from Halifax on the one side of the eastern seaboard of Halif- of Canada, and I am a, I guess I'm kind of the go-to lady locally for WordPress and for just basically keeping, keeping communities together. Uh, I run a variety of things from artist meetups, I run a WordPress meetup, I ran the first WordPress conference east of Montreal, and essentially I really enjoy watching people wow. become educated around the web i think so many people use it but they don't know sort of like we're all driving cars but we have no idea it has wheels (laughs) we just get from a to b and i like to help people understand what's going on there so that they don't get frustrated and those of us that are professionals have a better time working with everybody because we're all on the same page that's me (laughs) that is Excellent. What an intro. Thank you. So I, I, there's so much to unpack there, and, and I really want to dive into it. But first, we've got to talk about the parrots. Is that a cabal of evil? Is it a coincidence? Is, tell us about the parrots. <laughs> the parrots are, um, it's, it's kind of like, that's more like a, a personal story. Uh, of when I was going through um, separation, basically, um, which is totally fine. We're both still totally cool friends. Uh, My friend at the time who would eventually become my boyfriend, he had owned birds before and he got two green cheek conures, which are the little tiny green guys that are like six inches tall. They're the quietest quote unquote birds you can get. It's not true. Birds are loud. Uh, And then so when I um, separated from my husband and I got my own space, I thought, oh, what a great pet that would make. So I got one. But then me and my boyfriend got together and his female and my male got together. And now there's there's uh, so there's two humans and now two birds. Regretfully, we lost one two years ago. He was very sick bird. But there's four of us in a one bedroom apartment. We all work from home. And somehow we still manage. He does um, Twitch streaming of animation and I do Facebook live broadcasts with two parrots in the same room. Um, it's pretty It's pretty nutso. They're fantastic animals um, if you have the time and energy for them. <laughs> That's impressive. All yeah. of that in one apartment going on. It's a busy place. It's sure. I say messy, but you can say busy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a, an entire 
podcast, not episode, but entire show right in itself right there. It is. So maybe... people, always, people always want to see the birds when I do my Facebook live sessions. And I'm like, if you want them, you got them. But though they're, they're, they're baby squawks will pierce any microphone equipment. And they want to just basically chew all of my video equipment to pieces. But uh, they're fun. People love them. I think people don't get an experience to be that close to birds that talk to them and they're very social. I didn't know that. I was a cat person. I had no idea that birds could be that emotionally capable of everything from loving you to being in, like in, offended. You can offend a bird. If you go to a bird, if you go to a pet store and a bird turns its back on you, it's literally giving you the cold shoulder. It does not want to die. That's what birds do. They just go, screw you. And they turned around. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Well, we do now. Have, Thank you. Sounds like they have something in common with cats then too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or similar than they thought, even though they may be arch enemies, as personified by Tom and Jerry cartoons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Allison, you you talked uh, getting a little bit more on, on track here. <laughs> you talked a lot about community organization and how you do that not only through with and through the WordPress community, but else elsewhere and around art as well. Can you talk us about? how you went, how you got into community organization in the first place and how over time, if that was over time, that led you to WordPress. So um, I think at the core growing up as a kid, I was a bit of an outcast and I kind of found my way through art and through um, like theater and that. And it was interesting to find like-minded people. And I always told myself when I got older, I would never let anyone else be in a position where they felt they were in a group and they were outside of that group. And through there, um, my first endeavor was E3C. It's the East Coast Creative Collective. And that is a monthly meetup. It's five years old now in Halifax. And it is not networking. It is simply a fellowship group. We hang out at a local pub for five years religiously. And it's a space for artists of all skill levels to hang out and just get to know each other. So as opposed to going to a place where it's have a business card and be like, hey, I'm a designer. Can I get work from you? It's more about, hey, hey, I'm new at this and I heard I need to do taxes. How do I do that? Or I'm having a client problem. Or even, look at these awesome pens I bought. Who else wants to play with these $30 pens? (laughs) And people really responded to that. They responded to a low-key thing where they could be themselves and yet still foster friendships, relationships, jobs, opportunities, right from the... We're a very small city here in Halifax. um, So often decision-makers are your friend's roommate they you know there's no hr person that's gatekeeping a place you want to work you're pretty much talking to the ceo or cto right on the, on the on. so that was that was going well uh, i was working at a uh, a small studio and they basically i had done web for years i used to be a google or i'm sorry a, a geo cities i had like the second largest Teddy Ruxpin fan page on the planet when I was like 16. I know, super wow. famous over here if you're into that stuff. And they said, go learn WordPress. We, You're a designer, but we want you to learn WordPress. So I built it through lynda.com, never used it. They were like, here, you know code, do it. And I liked it. And so did our clients. And then I was kind of bored. And I was like, I want to go. I want to go somewhere. I want to do something different. I saw this thing called WordCamp. And I was like, 
I've been to creative conferences, but I've never been to one pertinent to a platform. So I went to WordCamp mm-hmm. Montreal, and to sound like a converted, it changed my life. I was I had found a space where people were like like me. They were they were willing to give away all their information and talk openly and positively about something and people were learning and they were sharing and they were and it's Montreal it's a wicked city to ever go to and so I came back and I said I have to bring this to Halifax so I started the meetup and the rest is history so I just it just people respond and then they pay it forward in kind so it's one thing that people come to your event something else to have someone who's shy or feels like they're not capable and they come back and they show someone else something and to me that's the spirit right It's amazing how many people that we've spoken to who have had similar sentiments about WordCamps, and I've said that we should be sponsored by WordCamps because (laughs) so many people have that story. And we came, you know, the name of this podcast is Hallway Chats because I think Liam and I met at a WordCamp or a meetup, and and we found that that's really the sentiment of of the community that we love. So I'm glad to hear that you've had that experience with WordCamp as well. Um, the, the Halifax WordCamp, has, was it just the, recently that you had your first one yes, or have you had it for a while? we had it yeah. in May um, and we had fantastic. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was a lot of work, uh, but it paid off. I was the only person in the entire group that's ever been to a WordCamp. I had a wonderful wow. gal by the name of Megan Haynes, came in from Ottawa. She's our mentor and she showed up, like physically she was there with us. And I think, I mean, it, it went really well. It was really positive. The two biggest takeaways I got from it, number one, was that the speakers that were national that came said they were astounded by the literacy of the dev track. They they were getting really um, high level advanced questions out of the developers of Halifax that came. So that was cool. Good to know that locally here, we have a really huge dev group that's, they want to know more. And the other one was people were saying, we've never, we had no idea this was your first one. It was run so well. We thought this was like something you guys were doing for years. So I think planning is of, is of the essence and people are just, they're, they're dying for it here. People were going to the swag tables and they were like, this is free. I'm like, yes, Halifax, it's all free. Take it. You pay 25 yeah. bucks. You get everything, you know, and they're just not, they're not, people aren't used to that up here. Yeah. So it went really well. More than I ever could have hoped for. How about that? <laughs> That's great. It speaks a lot to your organizational skills, but also talk a little bit about how um, the WordPress community and and the WordCamp mentors that you said that you had, how they interacted with you. Okay, I would say I'm I'm, I'm going to write a blog post about this. It's in draft, but um, a huge huge shout outs to Megan Haynes, and the reason being is that. You are a volunteer with volunteers, and unless you are all like, for example, Allison types that can run it, you have a variety of of personalities, and everyone can only give so much time or energy, or they have certain skill sets. And I think having a great volunteer, or sorry, mentor, is important because ultimately uh, we had three leads. But ultimately, if you're not familiar with a WordCamp or familiar with what it's like to wrangle volunteers to find time and get all these assets together that mentorship is key and I think that anybody who's thinking of mentoring a WordCamp should not enter into it lightly. Um, I'm a huge proponent of mentorship in a variety of ways. And mentorship isn't handing out advice when it's when it's ideal to you. Mentorship is making sure that the person you mentor 
they're called mentees. I call them Padawans because mentee sounds like a, I don't know, toothpaste brand. But you want to make sure that they are supported and that you're giving them the tools. And I don't think it got tough sometimes to wrangle things. And without Megan's support, I felt like uh, who who mentors the mentor in that sense. So everyone looks to you as the leader of WordCamp to get it all right, but you need someone with experience. So anybody who's listening, who's been thinking about mentoring a WordCamp, I think you have the power to do it. Um, just know that you ask your mentee, or sorry, the Padawan, what they want, and together you can achieve a lot. Support means more than anything. You can you can take a great thing that happens. You can take a terrible thing. Like if your venue doesn't come through, way easier if you feel supported by someone who's like, man, I got your back. I got your bum. We're set. Yeah, it's an impressive structure, I think, that has been put together when you have an open source community and people are contributing. You still need to have some organization and ground rules and and keep things consistent and i think they've done a really excellent job they have. in the the community part of the of of make wordpress in terms of mentoring but also finding people who are jumping in to help and and follow the rules so between, i think that's great and between different countries too which really impresses me i mean up here in canada we have different banking methods and we have different but different regions have concepts of you know, taxes and what's appropriate for deposits. And somehow we all, it just speaks to the global view of, of, of open source and of WordPress, right? Like we all figure it out, even though it's time zones and different ideas of what good catering looks like, you know, I love it. It's so interesting. Allison, that was a, a really interesting point around the uniqueness of WordCamps, even, even the different flavors that happen in one country on one side, a country as big as Canada, East versus West kind of thing and everything in between. And then we, we take that to, to the U.S. and to cultures even beyond. And it's, it's really unique, all the different flavors that happen and bring about. But yet there's still that the commonality of sharing and openness, which, which makes them really special. I want to ask you, within this context of, of what you do, um, both professionally and personally, is, is to Tell us what your definition of success is, and you can give us a personal definition, a professional definition, or maybe you have a definition that overarches both. Sure. Uh, they, the, per, the personal and the professional definitely change from time to time. I think the overarching one is, to me, success is anything you've given or taught someone, they are able to successfully pay it forward. Um, not that if they don't do it by rote or they do it the way that you do, it is, is wrong, but there's so much power to me. There's nothing worse than when something falls flat as in someone comes to your event or they buy your product or they do, you know, you work together and that's the end of it. It has no lifespan past whatever it is you've completed. To me, success is when something lives on. It's your, the idea of legacy. And I don't mean legacy and I'm going to be famous or I'm going to have 50 billion thousand Twitter followers. That stuff's so finite. But to me, success is whatever we've, like we're all a, a, a collection of our past experiences. And then another person, and aka another glob of experience comes to you and you glob together and out of you comes a glob of experience and it's just globbing's happening all over the place but to me that's success money only goes so far i live in the eastern part of canada where money does not go very far at all so i stopped 
banging my head against that success, uh, numbers of followers, and in a world that's full of funnels and influencers and all these other things which are fine. But to me, that success is no good if people do not take what you do and move it forward and influence, inspire, or educate other people. To me, that's, that would be personal and professional as well. So am I going to have a room full of 50,000 people chanting my name while I run around and jump up on a little tiny trampoline on stage? Probably not. I don't care. I don't care. What I care is that the five people who felt that they came to see me or came to my meetups, whether they're artists or, or web people, did they have a problem when they walk out feeling capable of solving it and having power within them? man, I've done my job, I can sleep at night, let's have a beer, right? Like, it's done. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. How do you how do you find that that translates, though, into working for yourself and running a business? Paying it forward is great, and um, I think sometimes that helps get your name out there and help your business grow. Obviously, you do have bills to pay. Mm -hmm. So um, can you tell us a little bit about how you run your business, how you market your business? And even though money isn't part of your success definition necessarily, I'm just curious about how you incorporate your philosophy into running a business and making a living. Sure. So my making a living is quite low. Um, I have very little expenses. I live, there's a reason we live in a one bedroom apartment with our birds. Um, we like low overhead. And I mean, I would be lying if I said that I am flush with cash and, and I'm, and I'm, I'm able to do whatever I want because I can save. I'm coming out of divorce. I'm coming out of a variety of things. So for me, it's tough. I'm not going to lie. If, if you, there's, there's not a way personally, I feel that you can give so much away and then yet reap so much in a, an amount of, of cash. So essentially what I, my methodology is things like Facebook ads. Um, so really obtainable, easy to track advertising is great because it's, it affords me a way of reaching people I wouldn't ordinarily. I do a weekly Facebook live video session. Um, and I give away like within 15 minutes, we cover a tiny topic. Anybody has a question, question, I answer it. But what's happened is that out of that, I've had friends of friends of friends, this is a small city again, who come in and say, you're the gal on the video, and I saw you, and, I, and I, I'm so impressed that what you gave away, what can you do for a price? Um, or I think in this day, like, the web is being so commoditized that we can't really just show our guns in our technical abilities anymore because there's always someone who can do it for a cheaper price. So my methodology is I'm selling myself. I'm selling my um, my openness and my willingness to have them feel prepared. And then I plant their seeds and then they come back because they, they know enough, they read enough and they go, you know what? I want to run my business. Here, Allison, come back. So I do quite a bit of like retainership with various clients. So yeah, we'll build a website, but I'm, that's not my end goal. My end goal is I'm with them every month. I'm watching their audience change. I'm helping them to create different campaigns. I have a, a, a graphic design background first and foremost, so I'm able to marry those two together. But is it going to be as lucrative as doing passive income? Probably not. 
which is why I recommend people diversify. So don't just do passive income. Don't just, that's why I teach. I teach locally at um, the um, community college here and at the art university, as well as do WordPress, as well as teach my own workshops. I think that's it. So I'd love to say there's a secret sauce to it, but I'm not, I, I didn't choose the path and I'm, you know, as long as I'm paying my bills, I'm fine. Where would you say that you see yourself or what are your goals or where do you see yourself in the coming years, like in a year or five years then on that, that trajectory of, of paying it forward and teaching and helping others? I would think that would be something that would be exponential for you. Uh, yeah, I, I guess for me, I, I have, I'm, my roots are growing here locally and I love it, but I would love to, uh, I do like speak nationally uh, at other word camps uh, and I would love to dip into the States. I would love to go more abroad and show a Canadian flair, just like we Canadians love it when we watch a TED talk from somebody who's in Australia or something to that amount. Um, so I think for me, travel's great. Who doesn't want to travel? But I want to see the pain points and I want to see the conversations that are happening outside of my Atlantic bubble. And I want to see how I can bring some perspective to that and what perspective people can bring to me. So in a year, I hope that people, I would love it if they say, I I hear you're fun and entertaining. I bring candy when I do talks. Like I just, I'm just, I don't know if you ever heard of a guy named Johnny Cupcakes. He sells t-shirts. This is all he does. But what he does is he makes us such a friggin' oh. delightful thing that you don't you don't care what the price of the t-shirt says. When you go into his shops, they smell like bakeries. He gives away candy bars. He he sometimes sells. You think you're buying a t-shirt, and you actually get cupcakes, even though you think he's a t-shirt shop. And he he spoke at FITC two years ago, and he just said, "Never stop or fail to have a chance to delight somebody." And I'm like, man. That's what I, I love that. Like, don't you want to be delighted every day? Who, who's like, no, nah, man, I don't want to be delighted. I'd like to be blasé amused. Come on, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me ask you then. Uh, I love that phrase. So I'd be delighted every day. How do you, what systems, how do you organize yourself? How do you keep yourself delighted every day what kind of uh, sanity mechanisms <laughs> uh focus mechanisms mental well-being emotional well-being all the the well-beings that matter to you how do you do that and well, what part okay. do the birds play in that too the birds the birds play they they can be loud but they're you know they're very funny they you can teach them phrases honestly um i forget this all the time myself but when i become uncentered to center myself um, I am an artist and I draw out of adult material. I draw boobs and I draw, <laughs> I draw genitalia. I get something like to keep me delighted. <laughs> this sounds crazy, but I try to remove myself from the computer and I do that first love that keeps me going that no one can say you didn't do that SEO proper or the syntax of your drawing isn't right. And it's just for me. If I put it on Instagram, cool. Um, and I just like picking adult material because I find people are funny looking and there's enough beautiful artists who draw things very perfectly. And I like wonky I don't know like genitalia and people's knees and like you know um, old pinups and stuff you guys are like why do we ever have this lady come on the show but that's what I do I delight myself by removing myself from the everyday and putting me in a space that no one can tell me I'm doing it wrong and that it delights me but the funny thing is 
people like to look at it. So it often delights other people as well. Who'd have thought? So doing that, I think, talking with people, <laughs> people talking with people, getting outside. Um, there's a really great book called The Artist Way by Julie Cameron. And that's just a book where it's got like a lot of um, religious references. But if you just want to put the the god aspect of that book aside and listen to what she has to say she's like we have a little artist child inside of us that wants to be delighted and at the end of the day what matters people at the end of the, of the end of their life they they regret the things they didn't do so to me i just like to be delighted with the little things whether it's drawing being yelled at by a six inch you know parrot or being outside and just being with friends and being in the moment well such a such a hippie thing to say <laughs> But it's true. It works. <laughs> I don't. I think. I think it makes a lot of sense. Everybody has to find what delights them, right? It's different for everyone. Out of all those things that you do, is there one single thing that you would say is the most important thing that you do every day? Ooh, the most important thing that I do. Out of those, I wouldn't say they're important. Um, as far as every day, I guess out of that thing, I would say it's important. I know better. I know I should draw more. So, but I don't because sometimes there's an RFP you have to answer or there's a workshop I have to run and then I'll do that. And then you keep going because you want, you do need money. You do need to set up advertising and then I'll be all flustered. And of course the boyfriend who's the animator is like, man, when's the last time you drew a booby? And I'm like, oh, you're right. I haven't drawn a booby. I should go draw that. That's why I'm uncentered. There's, you know, you can handle so much more if you draw someone, right? Or in my case anyways. Um, but from a larger perspective, I firmly believe that the most important thing is to tell the people you love, you love them. I know this isn't very WordPressy, but it's you tell like you never. No, know, that's awesome, right? Because um, I, if if you're in a position where you tell someone you love them, but you're like, I love you, then no one's working with that. So usually, if you're gonna tell someone you love them, they're gonna, you're both gonna feel pretty good about it. So that's important. That's the most important, most important of everything. Love each other. I think that inspires. It's a round trip thing, right? You do that and it comes back to you. So I think that's a, that's a good, important thing to <laughs> refer to. I agree. You can never let people know too much or too often that you love them. I think that's a yeah fantastic. And it's once you get used to doing it, uh, it feels great to say it. Yes. And it also feels great to hear that back that, you know, I love you too. Thing. absolutely and it's, it's just nice it's it's confirmation it's affirmation it's 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 uh, rewarding in its own way and you can't get that from followers you can't get that from executing a code right i mean i mean there's you could have followers who do love you they're they're from far away but the immediate people again that your big glob of experiences those immediate people feeding you as that glob of experience they're the ones that are going to allow you to feel you can't accomplish anything really. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me ask you this, and this is uh, one of our, our main questions and maybe our, our primary question. Allison, what's the single most valuable piece of advice that you have ever received and incorporated into your life? Ooh, most valuable piece of advice I ever received and incorporated into your life. My mother years ago said, don't be a sheep and follow the herd, be a goat and do your own thing. 
And I have held on to that my entire life. It came from being a lonely child outside, but never losing faith in what I wanted to do. When all of my designer friends were still doing print and I was getting into web and they were like, what are you doing? That's for like, I mean, I'm, I'm 33. So back in the day when you were doing that, it was like ro- people went to web, like robotics was code. You didn't make money. The dot-com had exploded. No one, the dot-com boom was gone. You didn't do that. Um, when I wanted to run a, uh, an artist meetup, the E3C people said you have to charge for the event and you have to have sponsors. And I said, no, I don't. And um, some, not everything I've done has worked out, but I can always safely say at the end of the day, I did it because it's what felt right to me. And the right people were attracted to that because they too are people who do what they want to do. And it's the most valuable advice. It makes you stand out from a business sense and it makes people find your, like the, you know, the authenticity is a big word. That's like, oh, it's a really hot trend in 2017. I'm like, screw the trend of authenticity. No one's ever said, you know, it's going to trend this year. Total bogusness. That's so hot. It's good. We're going to make billions <laughs> off of fake. People, fake is hot. Sell fake, right? So yeah. Well, maybe in the 80s it did. Maybe <laughs> yeah, in the 80s it true. did. True, yeah. Fake everything. Right down to the hair color. But uh, yeah, that would be the biggest piece of advice is don't follow. Like, understand parameters, but be a goat. Do your own thing because you have to live with it at the end of the day. No one else does. You do. Kudos to your mom for that. And as a mom, I would say that that's the kind of thing that you want your child to uh, to incorporate into their philosophy, right? We want our kids to, I want my kids to forge their own path and not follow others. So your mom did a good job in in instilling that in you and you did a good job in in living it because a lot of times kids don't do what their parents say. (laughs) (laughs) Allison, before before we wrap up here and say goodbye, goodbye to you. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Oh, really, thanks. really, yeah, really enjoy this. I appreciate this. what you guys do um, here. Thank you so much for running like a pure, true hallway track. We need more, 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 more. <laughs> well, you're super fun to talk to. I hope I get to meet you in an actual hallway. <laughs> can you share where people can find you online if they don't live in Halifax and bump into you in your relatively small town as you describe it? Sure, you can find me. It's not a David Lynch reference, although he is a phenomenal artist. Eraserheader.com. So it's eraser, like the thing on a pencil that you can draw naked parts with. And header, as in the part of a website.com. So eraserheader.com. You can find me on Twitter. And if you really just want to check out all this, um, these body parts I'm talking about, I am on Instagram <laughs> as Draw Strange. Um, of course, Instagram's a bit picky about that stuff. So the the more the calm calm items are up on there. If you are wondering what you know, what I do to center myself, and you can go look at the insanity that is all my drawings on Instagram. So eraser header or draw strange, you will find this hot mess at all of those locations. <laughs> Great, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks no, for thank joining you. us, Allison. Thank you, guys. I wish you much success in this, and keep it up. You keep being your own goats with this, because I think we need more of these personal <laughs> podcasts online. I think people resonate with them. They need to cool down thank from all their funneling. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very Thanks, much. Thanks, Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, 
meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.